0: listeners and welcome to this bonus episode of With Love Victoria. I'm creator Rachel Garnett and today I am joined by not one, not two, but three of the fine and fabulous members of our ensemble. It is my pleasure to introduce Roger Dolly, Christopher Prassi, and Rory Dunn. I am so excited to have you guys here today because you are the backbone of With Love Victoria. Um, If it is not a main character, it is played by one of these three gentlemen. Um, You guys just really brought the world of With Love Victoria to life. Anything I threw at you, you created an individual character. And so it is time that you get the appreciation and love that the three of you deserve.
1: It's about time.
0: Um, and so I don't know if we've done a count, but uh, Roger, you said you did count how many characters you played, yes?
1: Yeah, coming into this, I just was like, I didn't want to say like, oh, I'm playing a bunch of people. So I like actually wrote them out. Um, and it's six people, which I didn't know.
0: I don't know. Can you, so who, who were you?
1: Okay, so uh, you may know me as, you know, my famous turn as Lord Stewart. Conroy's <laughs> servant, servant, uh, really killed him, slayed him with those chorus vocals. Uh, Prince George of Orange, the good old speaker of the house. And you know, that, that favorite, that old chestnut, the royal messenger.
0: Well, I I do have to say about your royal messenger, Roger. He was a foreign exchange student, apparently, because he has an American accent.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. I don't know. No comment. No comment.
0: I think the comment is more on my end who didn't notice until the episode was mixed. And I went, oh, well, we're here. You know,
1: (laughs) we have people from just across the pond. Everybody's. It's all about inclusion here at With Love, Victoria.
0: Absolutely, um, Rory. Would you like to list off a couple of the people that we might have heard you? Oh, yeah, um, bring to
2: life? I mean, totally unprepared for this. I was uh, Lord Chamberlain Ferdinand, who um, took me a while to figure out which Ferdinand I was in history.
0: There are too many.
2: Yeah, and you know, is, is he Austrian? Is he is he Dutch? Is he he ended up being French? And hopefully, I picked the right one. Um, you sure did. Uh, let's see, uh, Robert Peel, who, uh, you know, one of the really fun things about doing this was was spending that time Googling these characters and finding out who they are and what they added to history. And, of course, uh, Robert Peel is the reason that they call cops Bobbies in England.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, because he started their modern policing system. And so as a reference to him, they call them Bobbies. Uh, let's see who else. So then also you've heard um, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yes, and then uh, Manservant One. Uh, Really, really, (laughs) probably my crowning achievement, Manservant (laughs) One.
0: I'll pleasure, your majesty.
2: Yes, yes, of (laughs) course.
0: Chris, who was the favorite of the characters that you got to play and bring to life, or who was the most fun to find? Um, I think
3: the very, the beginning, doing the... uh archbishop singing i i kind of had this this older sound in my head because i always love jumping to old characters and something about that i found very enjoyable um but i also had a lot of fun figuring out the russian dialect um in episode i think that was four
0: yeah it was the start of episode four
3: yeah that was that was also fun i'm trying to like think back to the other characters um And then just learning the music, that's not really a character per se, but you write such beautiful melodies. So it was really a treat getting to learn those and uh, record them.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, so Rory and Chris, you guys sang uh, in a trio and you never sang together and didn't hear it until it was finished. Um, How was it hearing it for the first time, hearing you singing with somebody else?
3: It was cool, though, just hearing the mixing um, after the fact, because... It's like, oh, there's instrumentals and now I'm blended with someone else. And uh it's really cool hearing that
2: come together.
0: Yeah, because uh Rory was the Lord Chamberlain and, and Chris, you were the archbishop, right? Yes. Yes.
2: It's so interesting because it's so um sort of opposite of how you would do this if we were doing it on stage together. And so, you know, when when you're sitting here and you're recording the music, you're like, you know, I have to hit this exact because the only way that we're going to be together is if we all right. hit it exact, as opposed to that moment where you get to play with each other and be like, the, OK, this is how it breathes and this is how it lives.
3: Right. There were definitely a few times where I would be like, I, I think I asked Rachel, I said, do you want this exactly how it's written or how it's with the recording? Because I didn't want to be super rigid if that's not how everyone else is going to be recording it.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like. I am such a natural in the room kind of collaborator. Physically writing music down is like the most painful thing in the world. So I always write kind of bare bones, melody lines, just to be like, all right, here's our starting point. This is vaguely what the notes are. Let's bring this to life together.
3: I hate counting musically. So I was like,
0: uh. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's interesting that, you know, we kind of had to bring to life these these trios or these quartets, um, the wedding chorus was one that was specifically like, how do we record all of these voices together to make this sound like we're in the same room?
2: Yeah. That in particular, I remember it took me a long time to feel like I really matched the rhythms in it. And, but it's, it's great to get to work that different muscle. That's sort of not the same one that you're always working.
0: I mean, that was probably also difficult because it's likely that I didn't write the music correctly. So, you know, that always. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. no.
0: Um, but let's start with Roger. What would you have liked to have brought to these characters into this show if you had gotten to do it live? Um,
1: I'm not sure. I mean, just that, like you said, that collaboration in person makes a huge difference just in terms of talking to each other and figuring things out. I had a fun moment the other day, the other day. Earlier I was listening to the latest episode and I heard a melody that had been something I did in the reading, but like repurposed. And I was like, oh damn, look at you go, Rachel, you rewriting this. Um I don't know what I would have done differently. I mean, I just miss being in the room with other people, but that's <laughs> that's just, you know, the pandemic for you.
3: Something I kind of discovered through doing is how much I love collaborative ensemble work um like getting to do shows and just finding those characters in those moments and working off people so doing it like this has been that same fun creativity but it's in a vacuum while you're doing it so i i think just making those moments with other people and oh the footman gets to do this now because i'm looking at you and you Give me something to work off. You know, you miss that part of being on stage. I feel
0: absolutely. And Rory, would you like to weigh in on this? Hats. Hats. <laughs> you would. You would wear so many hats in this show.
2: Yeah, nothing defines a character quite like the hat that they wear. So, I've done a lot of shows where I've played twenty or thirty different characters, and um, to be a little more serious, the physicality of the character really helps. Um, move them in a direction of some sort mm-hmm. and um, there's not that I can't be physical in front of the microphone when I'm recording but um, the the chance to to play them all back to back and to see how I am differentiating them even in my own mind at that same time um, can can really help
0: Well and this is a show that I really wanted to make enjoyable to be in the ensemble for. Um, not that I'm normally like, screw the ensemble. but, um, I've spent s- enough time in the ensemble to want to make it fun. I feel bad that you guys don't get to like do the dance numbers and go- don't get to do all the quick changes you would get to do, which is like the fun breathing life part of the ensemble. Um, but I'm glad that you guys were able to kind of flex that, you know, to take a turn from Rory, changing your hats there. Um, if only auditorially. Was there anything that you found surprising when you did kind of a first listen of the show that you were like, oh, I didn't know that that was gonna sound like that? Or it took you by surprise? Roger?
1: I mean, I've told you I love all of the sound effects are just very well done. (laughs) I loved Reggie Schrader's um, barking was just phenomenal 12 out of 10. Um, I mean, yeah, the most surprising thing just being how well it all fits together, considering like we're on three or four different continents. <laughs> um, yeah, all the puzzle pieces coming together definitely has been the most and how well they do come together has been the most interesting thing, I think, listening to the final product, at least.
0: Rory?
2: You know, there's, there's a number of people who recorded parts in this that I've worked with, um, mostly all on the same show in a single character. But hearing the episode and then at the end um, realizing who people are was very interesting. Um, just the how some people really disappeared into it in a way that I was like, "Oh, you're kidding! That was that was Emily, you know? That was Roger. That was you know, moments like that were really, really interesting."
0: Um, Well, before we step on to Chris, this is actually something that I wanted to bring up is how you guys would fall into your characters so well that I was able to put your own voice next to your other character and feel 100% confident that people wouldn't be like, are they talking to themselves? Because you (laughs) and um, I wanted to point out that Chris has one that is so his two lines are just back to back so close to each other from um, a guard to the archbishop uh, and no one has ever been like confused or even like is that the same person they're just like two different um two completely different performers but it's all chris
3: yeah i was i was curious how that would work so that was probably i think i may have jumped there first to be like oh which take did she use and uh how does it sound i'm like you know, I know my voice. So I'm like, yeah, I I believe it. <laughs> Part of the fun is when you would send us the material or send me my stuff, it would be very specific to what I was recording. So hearing, oh, there's so much more to this than what was on the page. This, I thought that was just funny because I didn't realize how much more there was than what I'd already read.
0: Do you think like, this is what it's like to be in a Marvel movie? You just get your one scene. <laughs> right. No
3: spoilers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no spoilers for the historical things that have already happened.
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, the the intro in the very first episode where um the the two children are talking to each other, it, I was like, "Oh, what what is this? This is like a whole different show I didn't expect." Right.
0: Oh, yeah, well, it's funny too because because of the framing device of the show of Beatrice is editing these diaries, to me that's pretty that's the first thing I think about with this show is like, yeah, the show is about Beatrice and Bertie and the diaries. But the way I would describe it to people just for like time's sake is I would say, well, I'm doing a musical podcast about Queen Victoria. Would you like to record a few voices? Um, and I wouldn't make you sit through me, explain what the show is about. Um, and so it is funny. People have been like, oh, what's this? Oh, here's Queen Victoria. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
3: That was kind of my reaction. I was like, oh, that's what this is about. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm, and so let's talk a little bit about the history. Um, were any of you guys familiar with uh, the history coming in? Let's. We'll start with Roger.
1: Nope. I don't think, other than like the basics of, yeah, I knew there was a good old Queen Victoria. Other than the very bare basics of it, I don't think so. I think that reading in 2019 was where I had my little formal education on all of these people, just because you seem so well-versed in it. And I know Kayla came to the table with a ton of historical research and clearly since then has amped it up and knows a ton of it. But no, this has been great insight to all of that because I was largely unfamiliar with the whole situation.
0: Um, and how about you, Chris?
3: Uh, pretty much the same answer. I, I mean, obviously I've heard of, uh, queen victoria but that was about the extent of it so this has been i think there are so many neat stories that you don't want to be lost to history if you'll excuse the pun which is really <laughs> fun. um so i think something like this where it's like oh i didn't know that and i'm so glad i know that now it like my life feels richer for having
2: this bit of information which i never would have known
0: and how about you mr dunn
2: i, I knew everything from start to start, every <laughs> word they said no, I, I was surprised to find out they had queens in England. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I learned I learned quite a bit doing this. Um, and it was it was nice to go to have that chance to um, be presented with something. And you'd say hey, you're going to play these parts and to go online and find out all these things about these characters that I, quite frankly, had no idea about Um Even if, you know, I have a concept of like, I know what a prime minister is, but I certainly didn't know specifically who this one was. And I didn't know that these diaries had been edited down and there was stuff that was missing. Um, So, yeah, there, there was a lot of interesting stuff to to learn in this process.
0: So now that we're on to the topic of the controversial editing down of the diaries, um, I've asked this question on these bonus episodes before, but I uh, normally am asking someone who is playing a character that they've gotten to know who has a vested interest one way or another in this question. So it'll be interesting for you guys who have gotten to play a bunch of different people around the editing of the diaries, but not someone involved. What is your take on the uh, editing of the diaries? Do you think it was justified? Do you think it is a great loss to history, um, starting with Roger? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, we don't know what was edited out. Guys, right? I
0: can't tell if Roger knows or not.
1: <laughs> you know, crazily enough, I don't know. Um no, I'm not sure. I don't know I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: <laughs> Chris?,
3: uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely you know one of those hard questions to answer. Um I think anything like that where it's we don't know the truth, so we can do our best to guess or guess or fill in uh, a beautiful story and just hope it could have been something like that. I think that's always so interesting because it's it's such a it's so sad.
2: That so much thing, so many things are gone forever. It's interesting because we live in a time where there's great transparency, um, where anything that happens, yeah, anything that happens, there's video of it, and it's it can be posted for the entire world to see immediately. And obviously, at a time like that, when history is, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story,
0: Uh, um, to quote.
2: You know, another famous podcast, <laughs> yeah. um,
0: famously a podcast.
2: <laughs> a little skit uh, is—is that not how everyone else heard Hamilton as a podcast? <laughs> um, That—that's how much of history has always been. You know, the victor tells the tale, and um, y- there's there's all that stuff that the world will never know because someone just threw it in the fire, right? So yeah, I don't I don't like that any of it was taken away. I I wish that it was all there in public record, but it's, it's how so much of history is.
0: Yeah. And that's what's been so interesting about bringing this to life is, as I've mentioned this before on the podcast, that I used to be such a stickler about historical inaccuracy. And then you kind of realize...
2: What is history?
0: Yeah. What is... How do
2: you know what is accuracy?
0: Exactly. And it becomes this game of like, Okay, trying to honor these people who really lived, tell their story respectfully, but knowing you're never going to tell their story correctly. It, um, There's is, a
3: poignancy to it.
0: Yeah, and, and almost, it's almost a very strange sort of mind game. Um, Well, gentlemen, before we go, before we wrap up here, is there anything that you guys really wanted to talk about, either regarding your characters, or the podcast, or uh, there's just somebody you've been wanting to call out in public and you want to start some beef? Uh, Roger?
1: Um, Yes. Actually, Rachel, let's start some beef. Let's go right now. No, I think you have done such a lovely job. This is quite an undertaking, taking all of these different people from all these different places and throwing them all together and taking all these puzzle pieces and making a podcast and making art, especially during this pandemic. Um, That and just like having the pleasure of being a part of that first reading compared to what is now in the podcast and watching it grow and shift. I think you've just done such a lovely job and ironing it out and clarifying things and just, it is, it is vastly improved in the best ways. And I think that is such an accomplishment in itself. So Brian, to you, because I'm sure we were all thirsty for some sort of artistic outlet during this so thank you for inviting us all on this lovely journey
0: oh well thank you so very much for your kind words but also you know roger you were such a huge part of that i mean i mentioned in the jonathan coberta episode that part of the growth part of the change is directly thanks to you mentioning you know uh your wonderful feedback and uh, the song Regency would not be what it is today if you hadn't uh, said that, Oh, maybe it should stop doing that kind of starting and stopping thing. Um, And so it has been equally an honor to get to go on this journey with you and have you come back and join us again uh, and hopefully join us again for season two. Hell yeah.
1: No, I felt comfortable at least giving that just because I walked into this, like I said, knowing basically nothing about Queen Victoria. So when you were like, what makes sense and what doesn't? I was like, let me tell you, because I knew nothing. This was my context. So thanks for teaching me. Thanks for giving me an enjoyable history lesson.
0: Oh, well, thanks for being a friend. Um, (laughs) Chris, is there any beef you'd like to start?
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, I think like I said before, kind of the coolest thing is that this is quote unquote forced me to buy a bunch of stuff I've wanted to get for a long time. I think that was the first thing I said to you. I said, I've been wanting to buy a mic and uh, now I have a mic and you know, my little recording studio and I'm so excited to, uh, you know, continue with this season two, let's bring it on and also start making other content during this pandemic. And, uh, I had an answer in my head rolling around. I think one of my favorite things about theater is getting to collaborate with other people. And uh, that is the one part of this that's been sort of missing, I suppose, because it's been very isolated other than our emails and conversations. So today has been so much fun meeting the other people that have been a part of this because otherwise we didn't get to interact until we you know, heard each other in the podcasts and said, oh, yeah, there's a whole cast of people here in, uh, like Roger said, this massive undertaking. So absolutely kudos to you for not just having the vision, but for putting this together and executing it.
0: Well, I am always happy to be anybody's excuse to buy expensive equipment that I can then force them to use for me.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, but, I mean, it has been so great getting to build community with people and uh, in this time and getting to bring together all these talented people. So the feeling is definitely mutual. Uh, Rory, any any part, parting thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, season two. What's the big crossover event?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be us and the Hamilton podcast. The famous one?
2: Well... <laughs> All right, I think they they they'd be lucky. They should be um, so lucky. <laughs> I uh I I agree with Chris. Uh this has been a great experience. It's been a great. I actually started trying to do some more recording a uh, little before this started, so it was nice to have an excuse to use the equipment that I'd purchased. Um but yeah, it would also I think be really fun to do some table reads to get to really experience everyone else um before we we decide on our characterizations Uh, or or what we're going to do for an episode. You know,
0: if I was smart, Rory, I would have done that for this season.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it's hard to get everyone together. And I, I think probably with this season in particular, um, you know, getting everyone into it and, and started was very important. And then when you go into season two, it's like, all right, well, now that I know you're all gonna do this and I know you know how to do it.
0: <laughs> well, that is fair because um, as you uh, might've heard if you had listened to the Colton podcast, Colton got involved uh, a month ago and he plays the uh, fourth build character in the show. So yeah, it was kind of, it started out pretty much like, okay, where can we find people? And I think for season two, we're now a cast. We feel like a cast. Even though we haven't gotten to necessarily work together the way you would on stage, I think hearing everybody together makes that makes it feel like you have
2: oh yeah absolutely and and you know i was editing my resume to send in for something the other day and i was like oh look what i get to add to this now
0: <laughs> did you did you put every single character on there
2: um no i think i put well it was before i did these last two characters so i think i put three of the characters on
0: look at you go Well, this has been so delightful. I am so glad that the three of you could join us here today. Um, I also want to mention that Tim Chapman um, was another member of our male ensemble. He played young Prince Bertie, and he played um, another one of the royal messengers. Uh, He couldn't join us today, but wanted to give him a big shout out. um Um, so thank you so much guys um roger where can we find you on the interwebs support you in your arts give you money on your gofundmes
1: oh god um i am at roger dolly r-o-g-e-r-d-a-w-l-e-y on twitter and instagram and i think that's
0: it and mr christopher prassi
3: uh let's see um i've been pretty inactive because no one wants to see what i'm up to right now which is nothing um but on instagram (laughs) and twitter i am uh at prastifer p-r-a-s-s-t-o-p-h-e-r which was
2: a term of endearment i got in college and i decided to run with it
0: and mr rory dunn
2: uh well you can find me on instagram at Rowry d which is r-a-w-w-r-y-d uh, which is a term of endearment I gave to myself and ran with it. Um, <laughs> that's fair. And uh, I have, I have started uh, my own podcast, uh, which if you're into Dungeons and Dragons and two fools talking to each other, is called R and D on D and D. And you know you can check that out. You don't have to; it's fine. But five stars, subscribe, whatever. Well, that's
0: also the other season two crossover. It's our oh. our podcast with the Hamilton podcast. It's. Yeah. Gonna be the event of the century, like that time Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, and Sweet Life Zach and Cody all had a crossover episode. <laughs> 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 all right, well, and if you would like to follow with Love Victoria, you can follow us on Instagram at With Love Victoria Musical. You can find all of season one on YouTube at Ticking Clock Theater, um, and watch out for fun bonus content uh, while we get ready for season two, which will come out. Someday, so that's a secret. That's 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 one for us right now.
2: You leave them wanting more. <laughs> yeah,
0: leave them wanting more. Uh, thank you so much, listeners, for a wonderful season one. uh Thank you, cast. We couldn't have done it without you.
2: And thank you, Rachel. We thank certainly you, couldn't Rachel. have done Absolutely. it
0: without you. Absolutely. Oh God, I feel so loved.
3: <laughs> you are very good
0: Aww. Bye, guys.
2: Virtual
1: hugs.
0: Virtual <laughs> hugs.
2: Oh, hugs. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.